Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Good morning and buenos dias. Como están? Bien? Great. Well, this morning, I am very excited. And keep, keep, let me log into my computer. <laughs> the anticipation. But, you know, this week this was a rough week for me. Why? Because, you know, typically for me, I'm not a very, I would say, I'm a very black and white, pragmatic person. And when Pastor Hunter told me about preparing a message to share with you, he took some, a lot of work for me. <laughs> so this morning, like every morning, I woke up at 4 in the morning to try to get, Lord, I need your revelation. I need your revelation because, you know, we want to, Make sure that what, when we bring the word of God to you, it's the, it's, we're aligned with what the Holy Spirit is doing. And this morning, I'm very excited because, you know, I think the word of God, it was just very clear. And I, I know that this morning, the Holy Spirit is going to speak something very powerful. The, the word of God is going to challenge you and the, the word of God is going to bring a lot of clarity into what are the next steps that you and I need to take in, in order to move into the calling that the Lord has for us. So I want you to be excited and be expectant. And, you know, we've been learning about being on a mission. And, you know, sometimes the, the Lord brings certain topics to us, and the Lord is guiding us in certain direction. But, you know, we come to a place where what are my next steps? What do I need to do? I'm a mom. I'm a business person. I clean houses. I'm a student. What are the things that I need to do in order to move to what has, God has for me? And before we do that, I'm going to ask three people that I uh, talked to at the beginning, if they can come to the front. I'm going to have them read to us a little bit of uh, testimonies and of people in history that were mightily used by, by God. And, you know, it's funny. These are little cards that you can see and it has the names of the persons. And, but also, you know, this is kind of little. My wife, Deanna, bought them for our kids. And it's like as I was looking, going over their things, I found these, and I went like, wow, these are amazing. I don't think it's, I think it's a lot for a three-year-old, but, but this is something that, this is for you. So I'm going to have them read, each one of them. Dora Yu, 1873 to 1931. Dora Yu was born to a Chinese Presbyterian minister during a time when being a Christian in China was dangerous. She studied medicine and worked in healthcare for several, several years, while she also served as an interim preacher. She spent six years as a medical missionary in Korea, giving medical care to Korean women and sharing the gospel of Christ with them. When Dora returned to her country, she was burdened to see 
the gospel made known throughout China. She gave up practicing medicine and continued her life fully to preaching the gospel. She held many revival meetings in which she would passionately pro proclaim th that salvation was found in Christ alone. During these revival meetings, Peace Lin, Lin Hepping, and her son, Watchman Nee, Nee Tusung, came to know Christ. Together, they went on to become pivotal evangelists in the Chinese church. Through her life and preaching, Dora Yu became known as one of the Bible women of China who helped fan the flame of revival in the church throughout China. George Lyle, 1750 to 1828. George Lyle was born into slavery in Virginia. While still enslaved, George learned about Jesus and put his faith in Christ. The gospel stirred in him a passion to tell his fellow slaves about Jesus, and he quickly began preaching regularly. George was set free in 1778 and was called by God to spread the good news of the gospel in Jamaica. In order to pay for passage to the island for him and his family, George accepted the status of an indentured servant. In Jamaica, George preached to slave communities and started a church to help new Christians grow in Christ. George was never paid for his ministry work but worked tirelessly to support his family and his ministry through other jobs and paid work. He spent the rest of his life ministering, preaching, and serving the community of believers in Jamaica. George Lyle was the first Baptist missionary recorded in history to leave the United States to spread the gospel throughout the world. He paved the way for many other missionaries to follow, preaching the gospel until he died in Jamaica in 1828. Corey Ten Boom from 1892 to 1983. Corey grew up in Hol Holland during World War II as German forces relentlessly hunted down Jewish residents and sent them to concentration camps. Corey and her family created a safe space in their home for Jews to hide. During a raid, Corey, her sister, and her father were all arrested and sent to prison for aiding their Jewish neighbors. Their Jewish friends were never discovered in her hiding place during the raid. Four of the six of them survived the war. A few months later, Corey and her family were sent from prison to a concentration camp. The camp was designed to work the women until they died of exhaustion, starvation, or disease. But Corey had hidden a Bible under her dress, and at night, she and her sister would teach the other women about the Bible. Corey believed that this was a vision of God's kingdom. Those of all nationalities and languages gathered around his world in worship of him. Corey was miraculously healed. <laughs> Sorry. She was miraculously released from the camp and worked the rest of her life to help those traumatized by the war. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now for every person, Lord, every heart that is sitting there, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because in the midst of our daily lives, you are, Lord, stirring up something, Lord. I feel that tonight is going to be a night where the Holy Spirit is going to speak clearly and decisively about the next steps that you and I need to take. Father God, we just let your holy anointing, Lord, bring clarity to your work today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. What a great testimony, and. I think my heart is challenged, you know, to see that. I want my life to be that. I don't know about you, but, you know, it's 
Are we are living times where a lot of things are changing. Things that we thought we were going to be always fixed are changing. Our culture is changing. And, and we are in a time and situation where we need to be active and not passive. Where we need to take a stand and, and take leadership and ownership of what God is putting before us. So this morning, I, I, as I was reflecting on the lives of these men and women of God, is, you know, well, you know, sounds great, sounds awesome, but, you know, here I am, 2022, stuck in my eight-hour job. I have to study. I have these responsibilities. I have kids to take care of. What, what is it that I can do to step into the destiny that the Lord has for me? And number one, I'm going to speak about Opening your eyes. And opening your eyes to what? Number First, it's going to be to see the need. We're going to read in Nehemiah 1, 3, and 4. And it says, They said to me, Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. To me, Nehemiah is an example of somebody that heard about the bad news, but his heart broke for the need. Don't close your eyes to the the need knocking on your door. You know, the Lord brought you to this city, to this moment in time, and when we... We have to have a heart that it's open to the need out there. Embrace compassion. God speaks to us by turning our hearts for a specific mission. Sometimes, you know, we're so worried about trying to be obedient to the voice of God and have clarity. But, you know, sometimes God puts us in situations where we're going to expose to people in situations. And, you know, our heart is, the Lord is going to touch our hearts and our heart is going to break. For those, for those needs. That's the way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, prompting us to do something that he wants us to do. Number two, open your eyes to see the opportunity. We're going to continue reading in Nehemiah 1, 8 through 9. It says, please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the end, you're exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I've chosen for my name to be honored. Nehemiah saw the need, but at the same time, you know, saw the opportunity. There was this opportunity for the people of God to come back from their way or exile to, to be back and close to God. And, you know, Our eyes need to see the opportunities. And in us, we need to make a change. Let me rephrase this. You know, God sometimes puts us in places where we can see opportunities because he wants us to act on them. God will position you and I in places where things are broken so you and I can fix them. Sometimes we get so caught up in the spiritual and the prophecy, and, and all of these things which are, are great, but, you know, sometimes the way that God speaks is in the simple and practical things in life. 
look around. There's people with broken lives. You go to business, you, there's broken business opportunities. You go to schools, there's brokenness. There's brokenness all around you. And I think the Holy Spirit wants you to open your eyes so you can see the brokenness so you and I can fix it. And the third thing is open your eyes to see beyond. Joel 2.28 says, It shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. What it's speaking to me, me about this verse is, you know, in the later days, it says, it would, your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. There is never too late. You're never too young to receive the dream and the calling of God for your life. You know, sometimes we think, oh, well, you know, I'm about to retire I retire or I'm, I'm just in high school, what, how can God use me? I don't know much. I'm not, nothing important. Or let, let the new generation do it. But, you know, God is moving, and God wants you to participate in, in what he wants to do. So sometimes because of circumstances in life, we, we have stopped to dream. We could be in survival mode going through difficulties, but this morning the Holy Spirit will be breaking some things in our lives. The Holy Spirit is going to come and break that heart hard. The Holy Spirit is going to come and give you vision and dreams to do what you thought for some reason that it was dormant and you will never see again. Maybe a dream that he gave you when you were younger. But, you know, the Holy Spirit this morning, he wants to bring and reveal to you what the plan is. But, you know, we need to have his direction and perspective from above. You know, we can see in our earthly perspective and vision. It's amazing. When you go on an airplane, you know, it, I've been thinking about this. Is You know, you are 10,000, 30,000 feet up, up, above the air. You look down and... and People are microscopic. I mean, you don't even see people <laughs> at, that, at that height. But, you know, think about it is when you go up, the perspective changes. The problems that were so ingrained into your life and your challenges, you know, become uh, small. And this is the type of perspective that the Holy Spirit wants to give us as, as we move forward. So we talked about, you know, opening our eyes to the need. Opening our eyes to see the opportunity and open our eyes to see beyond. The next thing I want to share with you is about or step into, stepping into our calling is number two, getting out of our comfort zone. People that are making a difference in this world are people that are stepping out of themselves. From the, the stories that we read this earlier, you know, were people that they didn't mind, you know, if they were killed. You know, they, they, they put their lives on the line because they were wanting, their heart was on fire and in passion to be obedient. They knew that if they didn't do anything, nobody was going to do it for them. 
And, and I think, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in, uh, in our life, in our little problems, and we embrace our problems, and it's all about our problems. You know, I think about we're in 2020, we're about four months to the year be over. And, you know, it's, as I reflect back, you know, it's what are the things that I've done this year for God and for the kingdom. And I, I just want to challenge you this morning is, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in, in our work, in our, the task that is at hand that we lose sight of what we need to do. And I think this morning is about, you know, getting out of, of, of ourselves. Let's be careful that our Christianity is a matter, is, is not a matter of, let's be careful that our Christianity is not a matter of convenience when it should be sacrifice. You know, I, I heard a story about some uh, Indian tribe in the mountains of Chihuahua where we went for the mission trips. And, you know, these, somebody came and preached the gospel to them. And, you know, they, they told him, they read the story about, you know, Jesus could be coming in any day soon. So every day in the morning at 4 a.m., they would get, wake up and they would run like 20, 20 miles to get to a place so they could pray every, every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Every day they would do this because they were expectant of the coming of the Lord, you know. And sometimes I think, think of us, our culture here, it's all about comfort, what makes sense for me, what makes sense with my schedule, does it fit, that doesn't fit, it's too late or we have to go. And, and we live in this life, you know, and, and we are missing, you know, God wanting to use us. God wanting us to take us out of our way to reach out to somebody, to extend a hand or to give into something because of our comfort. And this looks different for everybody. God calls us for every different things. For some, maybe coming out of their shell. For some, maybe sacrifice time. For others, maybe to speak up and be bold. But it's about getting out of, your, of yourselves. The second point is take risk. I love this story in Nehemiah 2, 2, two and 5. It says, Early the following spring in the month of Nisan, during the 20th year of King Actaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence, so the king asked me, Why do you look so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. And I, I love this because he says, Then I was terrified. And, you know, it is... I love the honesty and the rawness, rough, roughness, or the raw, how raw it is, you know, is I was terrified. And, and, you know, that's, I think when God puts us in situations of, of risk, we are terrified, and that's normal, and that's, that's, fine. that's okay. We all feel like that. And I love where it says, but, but, and I think, you know, in this word, I'm just so excited, you know, because it's like he decided in his mind, I'm going to do something about it. And it says, I replied, 
Long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asks, well, how can I help you? And it says, with a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied. You know, I, I can just imagine what he was going through. If it please the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to reveal the city where my ancestors are buried. You know, God has called us to take risks, you know, the same risk that Nehemiah took. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. If you want to see something big of God in your life, in your children, in your family, in your community, it's going to require for you to take a stand and be violent and aggressive. You know, it's not going to be just come who are passivity sitting every Sunday, taking a class about God and go home, that's not going to cut it. God wants to take you to a new level, but as, as Nehemiah, we, are, we were afraid and terrified, you know, and that's okay. But, you know, if you want to experience growth in your life, we need to start getting out of our comfort zone and start taking some risk. Sometimes, you know, we want, our, we want um, this dream job or we want to this idea of business, you know. Maybe God is putting that in front of you so you can t start taking some risk. Because sometimes God calls us and we don't have everything figured out. But as we go, God provides and God makes the miracle happen. My last point here in the getting out of our comfort zone. It's about depending on the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 says, It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The power of God, I think, was what turned the water into wine. Peter preached in Acts 2 and 3,000 came to Jesus. By his power, multiplication of the bread and fish, Jesus fed the multitudes. And I would say, you know, is our, our job is to position ourselves in situations where he can display his power. But if, if our Christianity, it's all about sitting and listening, you know, nothing's going to happen. You know, God, God is going to be, the Holy Spirit is going to be looking for somebody, a young man, a young lady, a man or a woman, that is going to step up and say, you know, it's out of gets out of my schedule, but, you know, I'm going to go and, and drive and meet this person because this person needs of Jesus. You know, and that's the type of, of people that the, the Holy Spirit is going to start using. So I want to encourage you. Once you get in that situation of rest, don't be afraid because the Holy Spirit, his hand is going to be with you. And he's going to give you the words. He's going to give you the strategy. He's going to give you all that you need so you can accomplish that goal, what he's calling you for. And point number three is making a difference with what you have. Well, you know, that sounds so awesome, but what do I do right here, right now? And let's read Ecclesiastes 9, 10. It says, 
whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't take light, fire, wind, wind you know, <laughs> for God to speak to us about the next steps of what we need to do. What is in your hand? When God appeared to Moses, he asked Moses, Moses, what do you have in your hand? And he had a staff, right? David had five stones and a sling. The boy had five loaves and two fish. God will use you where you are. You don't need to change profession or for your circumstances to change to step into your destiny. You know, you may clean houses, you're a teacher, stay-at-home mom, server, corporate, or small business owner. But you know, you have the option to step into your calling right now. You know, we, we sometimes think, oh, when the Lord calls me into ministry... You know, if I would have been waiting for that, I probably would not would be serving. <laughs> I would probably be still waiting. But, you know, it is starting with where you are. What does, what does that mean to you? Maybe it's going to start with joining a discipleship group. Maybe for some of you it's going to start with uh, serving in the parking lot. Maybe with some of you may start with Hanging out with people. <laughs> I read this meme that is like when it was about the pandemic and the lockdown. It said, you know, when, when you realize that you've been in, um, how do you call it? No, in, uh, yes, in, uh, in quarantine your, your whole life, you know. <laughs> so, in for some people, it was very hard, but for others, you know, it was not difficult at all. <laughs> but, you know, it is where you are. How? You know, look at what's broken. What's broken around you. And step up, take a risk. And, you know, I'm going to do something today or tomorrow for that, for that coworker of mine that maybe looks sad. You know, it's... It's little actions that make such a big difference. I think about, you know, the um, people that took risk for me to hear the gospel. You know, somebody was willing to step up, to invite me, to call me, to do something in order for me to receive the message of the gospel. And, you know, that's, that's the type of, of things that we need to start thinking about. You know, what can I do right now to do this? The number two is adding value to the body of Christ. Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. 
So as the, as the verse says, you know, each one of you has a special work to do. And he says, you know, that as a body, we need each other in order to continue on growing. Sometimes we think about, it's okay, what the church can do for me? And that's been your mantra, and that's what you've been operating. You know, but the issue there is that, you know, the body needs you to do something also to, for all of us to be healthy. It's easy to point fingers, I like this, I don't like that. But, you know, it's like, hey, let's, if it's something's broken, let's come together and fix it. If you see a need, step up and feel it. Well, Lord, you could be, I'm like fasting 21 days and Lord, use me, use me, and I haven't heard anything. But, you know, simple things, you know, if there's a trash on the floor, pick it up and, and clean. You know, if, if there's need for something, step up and do it, you know. Don't, don't over-spiritualize, you know. The Bible says that when we are faithful in the little one, he will put us over much. Think about, you know, is if you are looking an opportunity to serve only in parts or areas where you are seen, you know, that's, you know, is. It's about the body of Christ. It's about the bride, and it's about the mission that the Lord has given us. It's not about an agenda. It's not about personality, you know. And, and we need to check our hearts. What's the, truly the motive of my heart, you know? Is it for me to have a platform where I can, people see how awesome I preach or, I, or they see my gifts in operation? No, you know, the, we have a mission, and this mission is to bring the gospel to the lost. And see the lost saved, you know. Our, our heart is to really see this city changed, you know. So don't get too caught up in the little things and distracted because that's where the enemy wants to have you. That you, one month, three months, four months, oh, one year, three years, five years, and you've been in that passive little distraction. I think my last point uh, is let's take action. James 2.26 says, faith without works is dead. As the Holy Spirit, what, he, what, what do you want me to do, Holy Spirit? What is it? And I, I'm sure the Holy Spirit has already been speaking to each one of you about what is the next step. What is that your God is calling you to do? For you, for your family, for your community. For some, it's going to be go. For some, it's going to be serve. For others, it's going to be connect. And for others, it's going to be be bold. And just to summarizing it. You know, we, we need to ask God to open my eyes, Jesus. Open my eyes to see the need. Open my eyes to see what's broken. Get me, get me out of my comfort zone. Give me the boldness that when I see the need and I need to step up, I'm going to do it. 
Because I want to be obedient into what the Lord wants to do. I think about when we moved here, you know, from New Mexico to plant this church. I think we were just a bunch of locos. You know, we, we did not have a clue what we were getting into. <laughs> but, you know, we knew in our hearts that the Lord has called us to Georgia to plant a church, to see his kingdom come. You know, did we knew anything about finances, law, HR, ministry? We just came from a small youth group. <laughs> but, you know, over these years, you know, I can see the, the hand of God as we're stepping into more and more and more. Like his grace, his glory, his power, his anointing supporting us, you know. And I think that's each one of you. We were nothing special. And we are not nothing special. But, you know, God will use you to do a, a great impact in your community or where you are. You know, if you are obedient and willing to hear and see. And, and let your heart be moved to do something about it. And think about it. It's, it's simple. If you see something broken, fix it. <laughs> you know, we, sometimes, you know, we go through life situations, maybe a loss, a sickness, something difficult in our lives. And sometimes, you know, we get this, not distracted, but affected in our emotions, our vision. You know, sometimes when you're going through something very difficult, you, you, your vision changes, it's narrow. You just want to make it through the day. And sometimes, you know, the enemy has come into our lives strong and heavy. And, you know, it's, I think all of us here, we want to do something great things for God, but sometimes we're in a position where things are just not possible. But, you know, the Bible says that nothing is impossible for him who is with us. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.